you for this morning. We are so happy to be in your presence. You've been teaching us what we don't know over the years with regards to financial or economic empowerment. We want to thank you so much for using vessels to teach us what makes us better than Christians on earth. We are here in your presence and we ask for your grace. We ask for your visitation. Yes, that you teach us this morning by your spirit impress upon our hearts with God a word that will help us stand tall economically in your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we be seated as we are covered in the blood? Today we are going to look at something very important so I would love that you write it to help you. We have learned all the things we can do physically make money and everything. But you see the Bible says that except the Lord builds the house they labor in vain they are this. The Lord said, without me, you can do nothing. It is not he who will it, or he will run it. It is God who shows mercy. So in the equation of wealth creation, if we are very forcing ourselves and we forget the God factor, that our God is a God of covenants. So today, the Lord was leading me to teach us on how to work covenant financial blessing. How do I work in covenant financial blessing? Working in covenant financial blessing. Now when we talk about covenant, we are talking about agreement. Covenant is a legal word. An agreement between two people. And this word covenant here talks about an agreement between you and God. The Bible says that I'm a covenant keeping God. When God called Abraham, he made a covenant with him. A covenant of blessing. How do we define covenant? It's an agreement between two or more parties. A written uh, agreement. Terms and benefits. Somebody say terms and benefits. So every covenant or agreement has, has is a written document between two parties or more. And it has in it terms and benefits. And, and, and it's set between a covenanter and a covenantee. The covenanter is the bigger party and the covenantee is the lesser party. So through of us. So God sets a covenant with you and I and the covenant is a covenant of blessing. But there is something about covenant. The covenant has a role to play and you too, the covenantee, you also have a role to play. So it's an agreement between two parties. So God tells Abraham, Abraham, in this covenant, I want you to do this. Number one, every male child, you see and then you too, as long as you live, you see the sun every morning, and you see the moon every evening. In blessing, I will bless you. I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will bless those who bless you. No, no, so so, so you too, he said, work in obedience and do this and do this. Me too, I will do, I will keep my own. And as long as you keep your own, me too, I will go keep my own. That is the covenant God has with his children. Nothing is automatic. So, so we are going to look at the covenant that guarantees financial blessing in your life. Because there are people who are working hard, they work. But I'm telling you, after 10 years, when you ask them, what do you have? They will show you, they are tell you that I have nothing to show for. That alone should tell you that it is the blessings of the Lord that maketh a man rich. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. It is the blessings of the Lord that maketh a man rich and add no sorrow. So the question here is, how do I work in financial blessing from God? So you see, the covenant blessing we are talking about is the blessing that comes from God. It's the blessing that has the backings of God. It's the blessing that nobody can destroy. It's the transgenerational blessing. So how do I work in 
this blessing that is bigger than the ones another man's blessing which he toils for. Blessing somebody is toiling for. This one is a spiritual blessing that makes you an outstanding blessed man and blessed woman. And you overtake those who think that they are using their energy to work. The question is, how do I work in this financial blessing? You see in the scriptures, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. I want us to look at something. Number one, understand that the power for you to become a rich person can only be given to you by God. Right? He said, except the Lord builds a house, the labor invented, that builds it. So number one, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power. Somebody say power. Well, somebody shout power. It is God who gives you power to get wealth. The wealth there is abundant riches, abundant financial blessing, abundant financial blessing. It is God who gives you that power to get it. That he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. So your prosperity which can only be guaranteed by God is for the establishment of a covenant. So your prosperity is covenant connected. So your prosperity if you desire to prosper. Remember that it is covenant connected in this kingdom. And remember what I said about covenant. It's covenant connected. The reason why God will bless you is for a covenant. As it is this day. Abraham came to live many years, many, many, many years before God instructed Moses to write this. And he said, as it is this day, it means that I made a covenant with your fathers and I'm going to bless you so that by the power of the covenant, you will also work in that blessing and that covenant will continue. Somebody say, I can only work in covenant financial blessing. That covenant financial blessing has its source from God. You get me? So how do one work in this financial abundance without sweat or without struggle. Now, the first key to these covenant blessings that come from God is love for God. Somebody say love for God. I'm going to teach you five things that will help you. Ah, when you catch it, <laughs> no economy can stop you. These five things I'm going to teach you connects you with the economy of heaven. But the foundation that guarantees these covenant blessings upon your life is your love for God. There is no covenant person who was blessed. There was no man who was blessed with this covenant blessing that didn't love God. And so love is the first key and the first law that connects you to the covenant blessings of God. Now, I want us to look at two uh, scriptures. Matthew chapter 22 verse 35, 37. Matthew 22, 37. And then we'll look at the second one too. Mark chapter 12 verses 30. It's almost the same thing. It says... Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. You see it there? He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Hey, somebody say love. Somebody say love. Want to work in covenant riches? Hey, you must love the Lord your God with your everything. He said, He, he said, with your heart. He said, love God with the heart. Because man can break. So, he said, love with thy heart. And with all thy soul. It means that the solution, you know, the soul comprises of your emotions, your feelings, your whatever, your mind. And, I don't know. 
and with that mind, what to make tree a branch you saw or buy you saw na bibi yau. Who go from America? Who who did Somebody say I will love the Lord. Now the second one. Am I teaching you something? You don't worry. I go we'll get there. So love the Lord. The second one is Mark chapter twelve verse thirty. He said he repeated here. He said and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Hey, it, you know, it is the first commandment. You must love God. Now, if you are a child of God or a lady, a daughter of God, and you love God, <laughs> let's look at what the Bible says in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Are we learning something? If you love God, hey, I will can cook and put uh, water on fire. And they will bring it and pour it on your head. The quarter will turn into showers of blessing for you. Because all things work together. Your problem, eh? your problem in this kingdom is love deficiency. Am I permitted to use that word? Love deficiency. That is your problem. They put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into fire. And the fire became a condition for them. Why? When your love, Jesus, eh? when the most dangerous child of God, is the man, the man and the woman who loves God. This thing you are calling a problem in my marriage. Your problem is that you have put in your love in the wrong place. First things first. In fact, your love for God is the beginning of your favor on earth. He said, but as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. Hey, when you are in love with God, what God said he will do for you, nobody has seen it before and yet. He said, when you love me, the things I will do for you, no eyes, no ears. Are you here with me? Ah, if God will give me what no man has seen before, because I love him, where is your love? No, 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 where is your love? He said, no eyes are seen, oh. You watch it, watch it. What did we say? The first key is your love for God. So let's look at it. He said, David, oh, this is a king. David was a shepherd boy. Nobody respected David. His own father does not even respect him. His brothers, yeah, when they see him, no, they say, Come on, boy, come on, get up. The guy is cooking for you. The guy will, will wash your plate for you. The guy will take food for you. He will cook everything. And even still, they don't like the guy. His own father doesn't like him. So your problem is not the lack of love from your parents. Or lack of love from your siblings. Your greatest challenge is your love for God because if you love God, what He will do for you, those people around you who think you are nobody, whether they like it or not, they will be kneeling before you. This same David, watch it. He said, Moreover, because I have set my affection, the word affection there is love, to the house of my God, I have of my own proper goods of gold and silver which I have given to the house of my God over and above, over and above, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house of the Lord. Now, look at, look at David. His affection, his love. He didn't put it in somewhere. He didn't put his love anywhere. He put his love in God. If you love somebody, he won't ask you. And, and you know why David gave so much money to God in the building? He was a poor shepherd boy. And, and out of the love he had for God, number one, God said, I have found a man who loves me, who fears me, who, hey, so I've made him a king. Now, if God can find a young man 17 years with a perfect heart, 
fit to become a king of the country. And God did not call him, I found a boy. But he said, I have found a man who will become a king of Israel. So we saw David also love God. I want us to look at this because, you see, if you don't understand this one, you'll be working, going, coming, struggling, want to be blessed and to be rich. <laughs> but if you discover the secret of covenant financial blessing, just somebody say, I will love the Lord. First Kings chapter 3, verses 3. Let's see, because we are saying that covenant financial blessing, which comes from God, is guaranteed by love. Bible said, and Solomon loved the Lord. Oh, you see that? And Solomon loved the Lord. Working in the status of David, his father, only he sacrificed, he sacrificed, and burned, and burned incense in the high places. Verse 4. They said, Solomon did what? And the king, out of the love he had for God, he went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. But that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. And then verse 5. And, and in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give to you. Number one. And Lord is what motivated him to do what he did. And the Bible said, when the man did the sacrifice out of his love for God. Listen, it's not the size of your offering. It is the heart behind the offering. Let me repeat it. It is not the size of the offering. No. It is the heart behind the offering. That's why Jesus, the Bible said, Jesus stood behind the offering box. Everybody was bringing rich people. They were right. Big check. Who are? Who are? Certain woman, a last widow's wife. A last She dropped it into the offering box. And Jesus said, this woman, she has given more than every. So it's not the size of but the size of the heart behind the offering. Jesus said the woman has God. Now, as we read this one, let's go to chapter 12, verse 12, verse 12. Verse 12 of the same. And let's look at something. You know, uh, God asked him, he said, ah, ask me whatever you want to. Uh, uh, and let me tell you something. When God asked Solomon, he said, oh, Solomon, uh, Pastor, what you have done, ah, the way you love me. The Bible says that I will love them that love. I will honor them that honor me. And those who esteem me, Lightly, I will also esteem them lightly. You love me, ah, solo. I am a God of heaven, but I have come down because of you. In fact, I have come. People pray up there, and I will be there. I will decide to answer or not. But you, what you did, there is love behind what you did, and I have come. So, my question to you, Solomon, is uh, what do you want me to do? If somebody will love God and God will show up, what are you waiting for? The Bible has shown us the secret that is not a shouting. Seven days fasting. What friend from January won't show up? Solomon is telling us that if you can love God in that single room, he will show up. Or oh, somebody say love. You don't pray for money. You don't fast for money. If you want to work in covenant blessing, watch it. Watch it. He said, behold, I have done according to thy words. You got asked me for wisdom. That's what I've given to you. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart so that there, there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Verse 13. Verse 13. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. What riches? Hey! Look at it. What riches and honor so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all the days of your life. Can you imagine? He said, Solomon became the richest man. Prosperity will come to your house. Wealth and riches will come to you without you sweating. <laughs> when the Lord said He's blessing you, even when you are sleeping, blessing will come. No demon, no devil can 
stop that blessing. And let me tell you, the, the covenant financial blessing, you don't ask God. You love God. And you walk into it majestically. I would say God so loved the world that he gave. If you say you love God, love can be proven. How do you know you love God? Love is proven by giving. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave. Even God, he demonstrated his love by giving us his best. When your love is in place, you don't force God to bless you. You love God and then he blesses you. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8 verse 8. Are we learning something at all? He said, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. So love is proven. The sincerity of your love must be proven. So when you say you love God, you love God, you love God. And he doesn't show in the things you do towards his house. I'm talking with your mouth. The sincerity of your love must be proven. So how do we work in covenant financial blessing? First one. What? Good. So loving God is the foundation. For eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What God? Ah, see the way God blessed the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. How he blessed Joseph. How he blessed all the people. Look, it was the love of God. That's the secret. Hey, the proof of your love is revealed by what you are willing to give to him. In this kingdom, I declare that your love will make you a sign and a wonder. Uh, so this covenant blessing, uh, when it is coming, it does not also work in a vacuum. That is what we must all know. Covenant blessing does not work in a vacuum. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 12 tells you and I that I, the Lord, I will bless you. Now, in fact, we all say God will bless you, God will bless you. God never said he will bless you. God said, I will bless the works. Are you here with me? So the second key to covenant riches is be a worker, a worker. You must be a worker. Why? The covenant of God does not work in a vacuum. You can go around uh, confessing, I will be blessed, I am rich, I am this. I will pour it upon the works of your hands. So if you are not a worker, forget it. Abraham said, I will bless you. But Abraham was a farmer. He raised sheep, cattle. And so the blessings was multiplied. Watch. When God is going to bless you, he looks at what you are doing because God is not a magician. God is not a magician. Are you here with me? He has to bless something and he will multiply you in that thing that you are doing. Somebody will put the seed on the soil. <laughs> the person may not have a big harvest, but you, you put your own there and you see that thing coming. You see, I said, yeah. So God has not worked in the world because God himself is a worker. Somebody said God is a worker. So the second key is be a worker. Somebody said, I'll be a worker. Now, let's go quickly to Genesis chapter 2 and look at something. So we now understand, we have established a fact that God said in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 12, that I will bless the works of your hands. Are you here with me? He said, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heavens to give thee rain upon thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thy hands. So the blessings of the Lord must come to the work of your hands. So if you don't have work to do, the blessings of God will be hovering on your head. So if you come to church and I declare, the Lord bless you. Money will locate you. Wealth and riches will change you. Everybody, God will deploy angels to bring wealth and riches to everybody. But the basket they will download or put the blessings in is the basket called work, the work of your hands. So if you, I pronounce the apostolic blessings, and you are not doing any work. The blessings will come and move over your house. Ah, uh, what's it, Yami? Yami? 
You said you blessed the work of a hands, his hands. But when I went there, I didn't find any work. I didn't find him doing any work. The blessings will fly away like a dove. He said, I will bless the works of your hands. Now let's go to Genesis quickly. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. We are going to do some, some Bible study. We read verse 8, verse 15, 16 and 18. Now, he said, and the Lord God planted a garden this world in Egypt. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Hey. So, Yankopo also plants a garden. In other words, other translations said that God cultivated. Ah, the Bible said God went for six days and rested the seventh day. So, your God is a workout. And even Adam, he worked. He cultivated a garden. And then he created man and put man inside. Somebody say, my God is a worker. Oh, say it like me. Say, my God is a worker. So, he planted a garden and put man there. Let's look at verse 15. 15 and 16. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. In other words, he said, hey man, come here. Where I put you? From today be busy. You too. Every morning. Come on. Carry your cutlass. The whole. Dress it. Means that you drop. Ubedom. 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 water. So you too, God introduced man to work. God introduced man to work. He didn't say, Adam, sit down under the tree every morning. Drink by one and sleep small. When I come in the evening, we will chat. He didn't say that. He said, be engaged in work. Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden, and thou mayest freely eat food. So, you work before you chop. He gave him work. Then he said, now, you can chop in the garden. Though. So, if you don't work and you go around chopping, some hook. I said some hook. So, you work, you chop. And then, verse what? Verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a... Uh, uh. So, number one, work. You trust more after work. Before you tell a woman, I love you, I want to marry you. Woman, are you here or you are going home? Never marry a man who is not working. If he begins to tell you, oh, my future is great. Don't you believe me? Tell him, God give work to man before marriage. Are you here with me? So, you work. Before you think about woman, or if you are a man and you go and carry this major project without income, your mother and father will cry for you. Covenant blessing does not work in a vacuum. You need to work for God to put his blessing in that working basket. I declare in the name of Jesus, you will build your factory. You will build your company. You will employ people in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I hear you. Oh, oh clap your hands for Jesus. Oh. Now, we are going to close. Proverbs chapter 22, verses 29. Proverbs 22, 29. He says, See as thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mere men. You must be diligent in your work. Believers, you go to work, you are reading graphic. If it was your work, and you, when we come here, say, God, give me my job, my own work. Look at the way you are lazing around in somebody's work. He said, he that is faithful in another man's business. He said, God, me, God, I will give him his own business. You are lazing around. You will sit down. You know, uh, 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 lunch hour is, is one hour or 25, uh, 25 minutes. And you will be hanging around, hanging around. What are you doing in that lady's office? Is that your office? Is that your office? Huh? I want, listen, I want everybody to prosper in this church. Hard work does not break bones. I believe in prayer. I, I believe in prayer. I also believe in hard work. I command you to be a hard-working person. I command you to be a hard-working person. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Proverbs 10 verse 4. 
What did he say? Proverbs 10 verse 4. Shall we go together? He became poor. That dealer with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent make it rich. The hand of the diligent make it rich. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, you are still sleeping. When you wake up, then you start confession. The Lord will supply all my needs. He will supply you with poverty. When some people are on the road, 4.30 they are on the road. They shine their eyes open. And you, ten o'clock, you are sleeping and eating ice cream in your sleep. <clears throat> Somebody shout mercy. Who told you God can bless you without work? Even when he called Isaac, he told Isaac in, uh, in Genesis chapter 26, he said, Isaac, dwell here. I will bless you. And all eyes will see that I, the Lord, I have a covenant. But he told Isaac, the Bible said, and Isaac, when the Lord told him, he went farming and he started weeding and he started planting and he started planting and he started planting. And in that same year, he reaped thousandfold. Bible said, a preacher, a man who preached for 120 years, when the Lord said, in blessing, I will bless you. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. He said, and Noah took his children and he went farming. So for a preacher of righteousness went farming. He farmed and he planted olives and graves and he harvested it. Hallelujah. Now, now, let me tell you something. When we are praying, let me give you one last scripture and we close on this one. The last one. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. Hey, this thing will bless you. Some of you will pray. Oh God, open business door. Financial doors, financial doors. He said, I will open the two-leaf gate before you. I will open the three-leaf gate. I discovered something here. Watch. Are you here with me? He said, I know that. I know that. Now, as you are sitting down, does God know the work you are doing? In the literal sense, so this is in James English. James English, I know that works. In other words, I know the work you do. If God cannot say, I know your work, forget about covenant. Because no door works for anybody who does not have work. I know that, behold, I have said before thee, an open door, and no man can shut it. You, you are not working. You say, God, open door for me. Open door for me. You will open garage. Thank you for listening to Bishop Charles T. Tete. For more of these messages, subscribe to this podcast. Remain blessed.